I do think Diego Brando would be the best mayor New York City had ever had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, he would be, he's worlds better than the guy they have right now who, oh, yeah. <laughs> who I believe is uh, accepting his Actually, paycheck in Bitcoin these days. We don't, we don't even need to specify. We can make this an evergreen it's statement. Yeah, that's an evergreen statement. Yeah. Diego exactly. Brando is worlds better than New York's current mayor. Yes. Whoever, whoever that Let mayor it stand. is. Yeah, yep, it's um, true. It, th- it will stand the test of time. Thousands New York of years will, into the New York future. will never elect, unfortunately, will never elect a beautiful blonde dinosaur transforming jockey yeah with a bad attitude yeah yeah unfortunately we'll only get the mayor it deserves not the mayor it should have welcome to jojo's bizarre explainer a podcast about jojo's bizarre adventure i'm darius kazami i'm elizabeth simmons and i'm courtney stanton and today we're going to talk to you about lake michigan everyone wants to go to lake michigan it's hip it's happening not to be confused with the sufjan stevens song I would never confuse it because I never listened <laughs> to Sufjan Stevens. That's all right. Sufjan? Sufjan. Yeah, Sufjan? it's Sufjan. Yeah. Not to me. So I just want to start with the uh, opening Iraqi thing from the beginning of this volume, his little monologue thing. I'm just going to go ahead and read it. It's about the calendar. It's something that was given to me, but I have a swimsuit calendar hanging on the wall of my workplace. In short, I have 12 pictures of girls in bathing suits in my office. Nothing naughty. But anyway, every time the month changes, I have to flip the page to that next girl. And somehow, that makes me feel incredibly melancholy. Goodbye, September girl. I guess we'll never meet again. That's how it makes me feel. And then I flip and think, wow, October's not bad either. And that makes me think of how I'm already betraying the September girl. So what I'm trying to say here is a year goes by really quickly. Oh, Iraqi. I really like that he just has to start that out by this was a gift. Yeah, sure it was. Sure it was. So this is A Silent Way, parts one and two, uh, chapters 40 and 41 of Steel Ball Run we're talking about today. And we start off. In the town of Kinsley, which is apparently dead center of the American continent, halfway through, essentially, the steel ball run. Sounds true. I would believe it. I didn't bother fact-checking it. I mean, it's probably when Iraqi was doing his tour of America when he was doing his research for steel ball Aww. run. He just got caught in a tourist trap and was like, sure, I'm going to put this in my, my manga. Yeah, he had a memorable time in Kinsley. Originally called Petersburg. But then they were like, there are too many of those. But I just want to say that, like, Wikipedia doesn't even give a shit about this. Like, it, it's it's just, you know, it's a town. It, but, yeah, the halfway sign is mentioned as one of the area attractions below the Edwards County Historical Sod House and Museum. <laughs> and the Carnival Heritage Center and Museum. And then the halfway sign. The fact that this thing is supposedly dead center in the continental U.S. So... I think that's a claim someone made <laughs> All right. at some point. I don't know if it's actually geographically upheld in any way. All okay. right. So, Fact check. So we just, so in the last last time we were with the boys, they had just killed Blackmore, I guess. Yes. Right? And, and uh, Lucy had, had also been involved. Right. Lucy was involved and, and we get, we get uh, them, them strolling into the, this, I guess this is a, is this a, the end of a race stage or is it a checkpoint? I think it's like a checkpoint or something. I, it's I don't know. It's the end of our stage because it says fourth stage placement results. So oh, right, right, they right. finished the fourth stage and I believe that there are only about 400 racers remaining, which they said somewhere, but now I'm not seeing oh, it. Oh, no, it's is... right here. It, it's on like the first page. It says... Um, oh, yeah. The number of remaining racers left has been 
reduced to about 400. So there were uh, 1,918 racers who participated in this stage and 1,477 who gave up, it looks yep. like. So a bunch of racers have dropped out. Um, uh, the, the president is there and overlooking everybody with his goons, and he says a phrase that breaks the heart of horses nationwide. He says, Mountain Tim is irrelevant. <laughs> Well, he's referring to Lucy, but he doesn't know it's Lucy yet. Yeah, they figured out that there's a traitor and that there's a third person who was involved. Right, who's like inside the Steel Ball Run organization. Who helped with, because, you know, Blackmore's gone. Right, but they don't suspect Lucy and probably because she is a young woman. A 14-year-old girl. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it hasn't even occurred to them that it might be her. And then we meet Higashikata. Right, Higashikata Norisuke, yeah. Um, For those of you who are paying attention at home, that is the last name of Josuke from part four. I guess put a pin in that (laughs) because that does become important in the future. Yeah, it's not a throwaway character design, even though it looks like a throwaway character design. Those, he's got all those like circles yeah, on him. That's but, a lot of circles. But he's he's this is this is like of the of the character designs in Steel Ball Run. This is to me is one of the least interesting and like he is a little forgettable. Yeah, exactly. But it, probably um, it's because he's not wearing like black lipstick, which is it's true, right? Kind of a but staple. Even, even but he does have two belly buttons. And yes. For me, honestly, that is also if you've if you've read Part Eight of JoJo's, you might you might snicker a little bit at the fact that this particular character has two belly buttons. I do like that we get this nice moment with him in Hot Pants where he says something that seems, I think at this point, given the information we have about Hot Pants, maybe a little out of left field, but the idea that it would be inappropriate for Hot Pants to touch his navel. Right. Yeah, he's clearly clocking Hot Pants. Yes, someone like you. And And I like that he's like trying to play up his... Japanese politeness to get what he wants like like I don't know it's just kind of it's cute also his like like his humble bragging like I guess you can drink first I guess the finishing placement doesn't actually matter don't mind me yeah a little a little weird like yeah (laughs) he's got the old Joseph glasses too tiny pince nez yeah so Diego saunters in and he's fucked up yeah, and sad. Yeah, and so he's in a position where he's going to need to to make a deal. So we'll come back to that shortly. I also really like that Gyro can very consistent, still pissed off by the presence of Diego Brando. He just doesn't like guy. him. He's just like guys like that are the worst. And is he wrong? And then, so I really do like this is the way that like Diego kind of walks on. We have Gyro shit talking him, and then we get this nice transition into the flashback with Lucy and what happened between Lucy and Johnny and Gyro. Yeah, I was confused for a second. For for a second, I thought that like something was happening with Johnny's back in the midpoint stage. Yeah, wow. In, Thanks in, like, for the, telling me it was a flashback because that was but... my first time. The first time I knew it was. Oh a flashback. wow! Yeah, no. I mean, it eventually <laughs> became clear to me that it was a flashback, but yeah. Yeah, because they're because it flash it flashes back to just after they kill Blackmore basically, right. and they're all and they're all sort of like, well, what do we do now? Court, I don't know if you want to talk about that part, Courtney. Oh, well, I just this is basically gyro moving the plot forward <laughs> to me, um, but yeah. So they have the the words of like where they need to go next, and like the little map of the Great Lakes, and like the iron in the sand is like making patterns, and it 
it's more Da Vinci Code shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's the thing that we now expect when a human being meets a corpse part is you get directions to the next corpse part. But this one, it looks like there's like multiple corpse parts right. in one location. Both legs, so. both ears, and the right arm. Yeah. Which apparently counts as three parts total. Sure. Yeah. In the way that the eyes count right. as one part, right? Right. And Lucy's like, oh, by the way, I don't really know anything except I know a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> you know, so it's again, like it's the plot, like all, you know, multiple like chess pieces are now in one location. And so they're kind of moving the plot along. Right. And this is where Johnny and Gyro make a guess that the president must have a standability because he's able to incorporate a corpse part. Right. And see, this is the kind of jumps in plot that are like very credible or it's yes. like Lucy has some information, Johnny and Gyro have some information and then combined they can guess a lot more stuff based on each each one's partial information. Whereas like previously Johnny just spontaneously guessing the entire plot of Steel Ball Run so far <laughs> was like a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. Where it's just like, what a lateral thinker, you know? <laughs> I mean, I think if we're going to be generous, and I think we can because Steel Ball Run rules, like I think yes. Iraqi, I mean, every part has Iraqi where he starts to kind of like find his, yeah. his oh, he's really, sea legs or whatever. Yeah. And he's, I think he's found them at this point. And this is really good. And it's also like, this is one of the things that like, Makes, I mean, Lucy's already been interesting, but she continues to be interesting because she's put in these situations. And like, if this establishes Johnny's character more, it establishes Gyro's personality more, it establishes Lucy's personality more because you get to see, to me, this is like just classic good ensemble storytelling yep. is the plot moves through the choices of the players and the players' personalities and dynamics grow through the outcomes of those choices. And so we yes. get to see Lucy have courage and demonstrate, you know, her willingness and the things that she's willing to do for Steven. Yeah, she has, like, the breakdown and then Gyro challenges her, basically, to, like, rise to the occasion. And so then we also get to see that this is the kind of person Gyro is. Like, the, right. the, the shit he's putting Johnny through isn't necessarily special. This he's is a Zapelli. His job is to train people. This is just what, this is how Gyro interacts with people, apparently, or at least people he cares about, or like he's willing or he to. he sees potential in. Or yeah. he's willing right. to put people through these kinds of things to get what he wants. Just, but like, this is a core part of Gyro. Also, we discover the. <laughs> I, I think we're probably go. about to say the same thing. Yeah. We also discover that the kind of person Gyro is, is that no woman is allowed to ride his horse. <laughs> he made a vow, Elis. He made a vow. Yes. And uh, he also, I, I like all the, the small character moments here, too, with, like, Johnny trying to comfort Lucy, Gyro telling him he doesn't have to comfort her, just, like, yelling at Johnny about, like, why are you even trying to get involved with this? Johnny's like, of course I'm involved with this. I'm standing right here. Like, what are you talking about? Well, that's also, like, a thing that just recurs over and over again with a lot of the fights and stuff is Gyro always wants to, like, skip out. And Johnny's like, but we're here. Like, we have to deal with it. We're here. I mean, that comes up later where it's like, well, do we fight it now or do we just leave? And Gyro's like, get back on the horse. Let's just go. Like just right. over and over and over again. And whether that's like a fight or whether that's like a person who needs to be like a crying child. Yeah. yeah. And I have to I have to say, uh, even though this is merely a conversation between three people, he Araki keeps the composition super dynamic. Like yeah. it's just really visually interesting. I love the splash where it's like, 
where where Gyro is saying, telling Lucy, he's like, you have to get close to the president, steal the heart from him, and like, fuck you if you don't. It's, it's just really beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I I really like on 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 my twenty eight, depending on what scans you're reading, uh, where she's like, he's like, all right here's how we're going to do it. And like, you never stepped foot out of Kansas city and blah, blah, blah. And then there's that really good close up of Lucy's eyes. Right. When she understands that she's, the, the plan is not fuck everything, run away. Like the plan is now you go be a spy next to the extremely terrifying person who you're afraid is going to kill your husband and you and everyone. I don't know. Lucy Steele. Yeah. Super tough. I like this part where Johnny is like struggling with himself and he says I want the corpse more than you do so a part of me won't allow myself to be completely angry with you even if I want to <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and they give uh, Lucy the eye yeah uh, mm-hmm. so so Gyro no longer has a laser G- sorry laser saint eye yeah <laughs> the turbo and, but he still has he still has his technique yes <laughs> yeah I still have my technique it's fine <laughs> respect the technique <laughs> so then Diego is in an alleyway and he is bargaining with one of the president's men who is like one of the president's like doppelganger men. Dio's like, my horse is too hurt for me to like really compete in the next stage. I have to take it easy anyway. So I might as well just like focus on ruining these two guys. But he's beautiful while he's doing yes. it. So and he's, like, I, sorry, go on. No, I have nothing more. He's <laughs> just, just really beautiful. hot. Yeah. I love him. With this part where he says, like, New York's Manhattan Island, he is truly beautiful. A peak Dio. It is. On my 41. Yeah, that, like, glamour shot with, like, the Manhattan, like, the 1870s <laughs> yeah. Manhattan skyline behind him. I just want a poster of that. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> and also, like, the audacity. Right. Just the pure gutsiness. I respect it. So like he's such an interesting character. This is really like it's so good. Like Steelball Run is so good. Also, like imagine <laughs> like his alternate universe alter ego Dio wanting to be in politics. That's really hilarious to me. <laughs> like he definitely could have been, but never. I feel like eighteen ninety politics is much closer to what a Dio would want. Right? It's like simply like unadulterated graft and corruption and like not even a pretense of of governance like other Dio was alive in the 1890s and like he could have tried for government but instead he tried for being obsessed with his brother Brother (laughs) type guy yeah and stealing his body well he was also a vampire right so he has he's already thinking longer game than than mere politics right whereas this Dio is not a vampire no but he is he is a dinosaur I do like that he is so low stakes. Like, that's the thing is yeah. that he's just like, and him and like other other people in the race. Like, I, that is actually one of the things that I like that Iraqi kind of sticks, keeps the metaphor strong is that you have the people participating in the race and then the people who like created the race in the first place. I think that Dio doesn't know that he's low stakes, right? Because like, I don't, I don't think it's clear even to like Johnny and Gyro because right. they're still talking like, who do you think the saint is? Who could it be? Who could it be? And like, I don't think that anyone knows exactly how high the stakes are yet, um, except for like, it's the president kind of implies it, right? And right. But we're made but like, to understand that there's like a lot going on. But I don't think Dio, I think like when Dio asks to be mayor of Manhattan, I think that he thinks that that's like a huge 
ask. That's what I mean by like from a storytelling perspective. It's like everything that the people who are in, who are like horseback riders or people who are running the steel ball run, like by, like by running, I don't mean operating. I mean like the people who are participating in the race, that's that level of like what your aspirations are. And then there's the people who are actually orchestrating the race. Right. And just like that central metaphor holds there's like the people you think you're in competition with and then there's the people who you actually need to be worried about right (laughs) like and the things that they can do and the power they're trying to amass and their goals and the kinds of ways they can systematically ruin you are on a whole order of magnitude higher than whether or not someone's coming in two places ahead of you or not on a little score sheet which again like the ranking system Designed by the people operating, like it's just, it's like a really, like he, and like again, like Dio thinks he's climbing his way out of it and buying his way out of it by selling out other people to the people operating the race. And all he's doing is giving the people operating the race what they want. Right. Yeah. Again, it's just, I'm just like, yep, good. It's very clean. It's very tidy. It's like, it's, you know, and it happened, it'll, it'll happen in like three more. Issues, you know, like I, uh, <laughs> I really like the moment right after this where Dio asks for a partner, and basically the Valentine representative guy is like, "Okay, how about this guy who's been here the whole time, <laughs> who was going to kill you if you tried anything funny?" And he's just this shadow person, just kind of skulks out of the darkness, and uh, uh, I don't. I just thought that was a yeah. cool, a cool beat. I love that like Dio's like been watching Johnny and Gyro and like seeing their success. And it's like, I want, I'm going to need something like that to take them down. And I want that. Give me something like that. And they're like, here, have a flunky. (laughs) Yeah. And he's specifically like, I need somebody to be my subordinate. Like I I need to be in charge of whoever it is. I'm teaming up, but like, you need to know that I'm the one in charge. Also, he knows what everyone weighs. That's important. (laughs) Apparently he's, he's just been tracking everyone's weight this whole time. Like, all right, Right. Diego. And, uh, and then the guy, the stand user, the mystery stand user does some kind of wasp nest trick where he puts his hand in it. And then the word stab appears on it. And then it stabs whatever comes in contact with it. And is destroyed. So it's kind of like Koichi. Yeah, it's a little bit right. like Echoes. Yep. Kind of, sort of, exactly-ish. It's very cartoony. It's very, I'm drawing manga. And Dio is like, I guess I approve, as if he has a choice. In this intense power dynamic struggle. Yeah, yeah. and then we see Lucy and Steven. So she is where she's supposed to be. She is prepared to be a spy. And that's the end of the chapter. Yeah. And then we get to, to part two of this and we get an amazing Cowboy Lucy cover. I love this cover. Cowgirl. It's... Sorry, Cowgirl. Lucy. <laughs> it's such a good, <laughs> cute little album cover. I just want those boots. The boots and the matching wrist guards with the enormous like bubble brass, whatever they are. So we're back to Johnny and Gyro on the road together. Yeah, we see Poco Loco for a second. Yeah, Dot Con's there. Hot Pants is there. Everybody who's anybody. And then we have a really important moment where Gyro uh, yes. lets <laughs> Finally. Johnny know that it's time to take a break. And, you know, he's been working on a little something something. He's been, he's he's got a little song that he's written and uh, of, of course, Johnny wants to hear it. And the cheese song. It's the it's the pizza mozzarella song. Gorgonzola. Pizza mozzarella. 
pizza mozzarella, pizza mozzarella, mozzarella, pizza mozzarella, pizza mozzarella, They have to make this arc into an anime just so that we can finally get an official exactly. composition. Yeah. I I love this exchange so much because first of all, saying this will definitely be a hit in Europe is like the best <laughs> backhanded compliment I've ever heard in my fucking life. <laughs> I really love it. It's hilarious. Like Gyro's inventing a tallow disco right. actually right now. Yeah. And also like just their whole vibe of of like Johnny, like, wow, it's so amazing. Like, and then he's also singing and he's like, want to form a band? <laughs> like, yep, right. Yep. And, then, and love, then it's over. <laughs> I love Gyro being like, I've been secretly thinking that too. Like, it's yep. just the two of them. Oh, I love their vibe. And then just them like puttering around and setting up and singing the dumb song. Yeah. Checking out their just, surroundings, making sure it's safe. And there isn't anyone in the barn. Singing about Gorgonzola. Yeah. Spoiler I, alert, it's not safe. It's a steel ball run. Yeah. And so this is then finally where now that they've sung about cheese together, Gyro is just like telling Johnny about like, oh, yeah, I wrote to my family. Like instead of like Johnny accidentally, intentionally, whatever, going through Gyro's belongings to get backstory revealed to him. Gyro's just like, oh, yeah. like He's I, volunteering it. Here, I wrote to my letter, my family. It was in code, but here I translated it and here's what he got back. And like, what do you think? Like, we're just at a different tier. Or he wrote to the Vatican. He wrote to like his employer. Oh, right. Okay. But you know, like, we're just, we're just now at the like sharing. It's like if Right. He's volunteering it. Yeah. If your friend's phone like lit up and they'd be like, oh, check the text and let me know what that was. Yeah. You know, like we're there now. So, and the Vatican is seemingly very uninterested about saintly this, corpse this parts 2000 year old saint yeah but but gyro was like well the fact that they're not interested means that it's actually it must be someone really extreme because they're obviously pretending they're not interested because the story is so interesting that it would simply be ridiculous for them not to be interested so it's actually more suspicious this way this is when johnny's like you don't even have a hunch who he is don't you think yeah that, don't you you do you have a guess at who the corpse is and then and then that's when gyro's like shut up i my job is to have opinions your job yeah. is to shut up like i right. get the sense that like to me i read that as gyro's figuring it out but i it's been a I long think, time since i've read the whole art i think gyro yeah i think gyro knows who it is but he wants johnny to confirm it See, to me, I feel like Gyro didn't understand and then Johnny just sort of thinking out loud. I do think that Gyro knows who it is. Yeah. It's like he's like to me, it's like Johnny talking suddenly. Oh, like I think he suddenly, even if he doesn't like know it, know it, he like knows it. Yeah. And it's just like, and that's why he's just like, shut up. Just like, shut up, stop talking. Because it is really dangerous. If that's true, like if that really what, like if suddenly that actually happened, it would be like, I can't tell anyone. Yeah. You know, like it would just be like, that's not even thing. It would be safe to know that because it would just be psychotically dangerous. You know, like that would just be very intense to suddenly have proof that Jesus was real. And, you know, you're saying it's Jesus. No, you have to edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, and then we have stand attack out of nowhere. Yeah. And then Uh, suddenly things start getting sliced. Right. And he, the stand attack first comes up as Johnny is holding a hot, 
he's holding a the kettle. kettle, yeah, and he was holding a towel around it, but now the towel's gone, so he okay. burns himself. I'm just going to be very upfront. I find this stand to be silly and boring because I already read part four. <laughs> yeah, and I don't. I don't remember like what the special features are of this stand. Well, it's not relevant specifically for this yeah, issue anyway, exactly. but. But yeah, it's 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 just it's very confusing. I find it very hard to read what's going on in the action. Like eventually we see some dinosaurs with sound effects on their head mm-hmm. like coming out of the grass. That's when they realize that it must be two stand users and one of them is Dio. But yeah, so first they have Dot Con just like running straight at them but oh, being, right. but being like help me, which seems a little odd for a stand user to attack you and be asking for your help. This whole thing seems kind of weird. I also remember it being confusing. And I'm wondering if part of the reason why I like this arc so much is because like the quiet non-action breaks from the action are kind of a reprieve from having to try and figure out what's <laughs> oh, going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. I do love the drawing of the of the barn coming apart. Yeah, that's really cool. That's really cool. this is really one of those ones. And I just I've read all of a silent way because I forgot how much we were going to cover. And this is definitely one of those ones where there's like a lot of ideas, and I think a lot of it is very motion based, and it's tough on the page. Like it's just really tough. I think this will make really if they ever make part seven, this will be a beautiful fight scene because again, it's like a lot of sound effect stuff and a lot of stuff moving and like once you touch a thing the action happens so it's sort of a lot of like bites the dust style like time delay bomb type shit but with the added bonus of like that playful visual effect which i think actually in some ways works better as a manga because it's like is it a visual effect for the reader or is it an actual diegetic object like sound object that one of the characters is going to interact with. You right. know, it's like, it's breaking that fourth wall. Right. Which is really cool cr- and really creative. It's just also a lot of very dynamic panels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do, I do like the part, and I did understand this part, where it's, where, where Gyro throws the steel ball at DotCon, and the steel ball somehow just completely comes apart. But then like, 10 pages later, he's like, eh, it's okay. Even if it totally comes apart, the spin is still in it and it's still spinning and I still control it and I can do stuff like dig a hole for you to hide in. This is a really romantic moment also. Like oh, in the yeah. middle of page 90 when Gyro's reaching his hand out for Johnny's hand. Ooh, oh, yes. so good. Also, it's very like, I just love these moments where like the power shifts between them and one of them has to like make the decision to save the other one and they always make that decision. It's yes. uh it's good. I really like Gyro doing some weird parting of the Red Sea shit with his spin. I don't understand how Dotcom <laughs> dies. I just really don't. But suddenly it's like Gyro standing in front of a bunch of stuff that looks like enormous toothpicks. You know, like it's just cool. Like visually it's really cool, even though I don't quite know what's happening. <laughs> But it looks badass, and the shot compositions are neat. Where it's yeah, just it's really gorgeous. Partially white, and I don't yeah. know yeah. why. I didn't come here to understand. I came here to appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I-, I think that what's happening is I think this is a more like destructive stand than Koichi's because I think that Koichi's stand can like I mean again this will be maybe explained more or maybe not but Koichi's stand or it makes the sound that it is the sound of right. 
But yeah, these do the thing that it's making the sound. But it, of. but these things also, I think, even if I think that they also just explode <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> like, because I think that if you touch it, it hurts you. Yeah. Even if it just says like clop, clop or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The clops still explode. You're yeah. Right. So I think yeah, all the little dinosaurs say clop. Yeah. So I think it's like it's like a combination of like Killer Queen and echoes or whatever yeah whichever koichi stand right, yeah because they're definitely like also because these destructions like even though he it said stab for example on the the beehive maybe that made a stab sound but it definitely exploded <laughs> everything yeah. is exploding yeah no you're right and uh no matter what it takes i need to get to lake michigan <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look just because no one's ever said that before that's actually the least realistic part of steel ball run yeah is, so far anyway yeah, yeah is when johnny says no matter what it takes i need to get to lake michigan because no one's ever said that before but yeah um and so that's where we leave it is them not knowing so yeah so i think dot con a uh red herring as one of the stand attackers right he's just a patsy poor dude so yeah they're getting attacked by dio and his his flunky who we (laughs) whose identity we still don't know and please be doobie (laughs) 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 and they they still need to like cross the mississippi and and get through the rest of this fight and that's where we're hanging on a cliffhanger and johnny is is very concerned about his nail bullets not being strong or yeah, powerful enough. Yeah, because he couldn't he couldn't dig himself a hole, and they they don't they're not very effective. Against it seems anything. it seems like he's gotten to to the inevitable point in any JRPG where you find yourself unable to defeat the boss with your current ability, and therefore you must unlock a new ability with a story moment. Oh, right, or at least grind for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I I really like the rest of this arc, so I'm very excited for us to record the next episode. Yay. JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Ora Ora, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJoJo or find us on the web at ExplainJoJo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us the kind of review that the European record industry would leave for the cheese song. 